0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another week of Lessons from the Battlefield uh, from School of the Mighty. I'm Tori. I'm Ben. And this week we're talking about something uh, that you might personally relate to. I know you absolutely have probably related to this at some point in your life. We're talking about uh, the wilderness season, but we're going to bring some practical terminology to that you know how you what that actually means we're gonna look at scripture we're gonna look at as we typically do here uh david and the mighty men um but just we hope that right now with everything that's going on in the world that you are encouraged by this um and so we want to bring a different perspective to maybe being alone or isolated or in a wilderness period and look at actually how God views that uh, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and referring to scripture and truth and how we can respond. So again, if you're new here, uh, we do these podcasts on Fridays. Uh, We release these once a week. Um, And then we also do curriculum within our school and our community and the ability to connect and chat is there if you'd like to to upgrade and be a part of that, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, so we wanna talk about isolation and um being isolated and a i don't know it's that i mean it's one of those topics that christians aren't real fond of mm-hmm. we actually we actually have curriculum on this topic so if you're if you're interested um and you want to have access to that um just look for it in our substack page but we actually have a whole chunk of curriculum in the school of the mighty on on being in the wilderness
0: yeah any subscription that's paid includes that right
1: so we encourage you to look into that um to hear more about that if this is something that really resonates with you but i mean i I, at some time or another every christian goes through seasons of this yeah and um we talk about this in the curriculum a little bit but it's good to touch on it again but uh, the idea of god leading us into the wilderness Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or as opposed to us wandering in the wilderness
0: right yeah Um, yeah like us us falling into wilderness or choosing wilderness. When we don't need to. Whereas. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and like you just said, is it a God led thing or is it an us led thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, it's funny cause I, we have a tendency to think that all of it's bad. Yeah. Regardless Absolutely. of who, regardless of who's the cause of it. Um, yeah. if we're led into the wilderness by the Lord, we still view it as just as negative as if we put ourselves there. Right. Um, but, um, there's a and I guess it's close to our hearts because we're we've been in and out of these seasons a lot ourselves and and in a lot of ways we're in that a season, yeah of the, right, right now. now, yeah, and um you know you there's days where you and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this, there's days where you feel like, okay, this is right where the Lord wants me to be, even if there's parts of this that make me uncomfortable, I'm gonna learn from it, I'm gonna rest in him, I'm gonna trust him, and I'm just gonna see where He takes me, yeah, and then there's other days where you're like the heck with this
0: yeah you know fighting I mean? like tooth i'm and nail to get out of fighting it
1: fighting tooth and nail to change it yeah F- seeing that it, especially if it's a wilderness that the lord has led you into you'll fight tooth and nail and nothing will work yeah because he wants you there yeah you know what i mean it's uh um whatever attempts you make to get out of it
0: mm-hmm. he will make
1: sure those doors are shut yeah until it's time yeah you know yeah but um You know, so we wanted to talk about that because we know there's a lot of you out there that are in those seasons right now. Yeah. um, Or sure feel like it. I feel like we've talked to a lot of people lately Mm
0: -hmm. that we
1: know that are all in this season right now.
0: Yeah, and I think it would be helpful maybe for you guys if we gave some examples of what this might look like. You know, Mm -hmm. because whether you're maybe you're not a, a Christian and you're listening to this, or maybe you are, and you're kind of wondering, you know, the world talks about the, these seasons differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how can, what can you, we actually, what do we actually mean? Right. I think that that's one of the things we needed to, to to do is, you know, maybe, maybe that means that you're in a major transition. Maybe you've had a life transition that you helped, or you couldn't help. Maybe there's something, for example, like you had to move jobs and careers and then it, geographically you're in a completely new place where everything's foreign or it's something as as a believer maybe you have left a church community or a fellowship um, maybe you've had to or maybe you didn't have to in terms of uh, being you know pushed out of something or having to move for a job or a family need um, or just a desire to change uh, maybe this is on the flip side kind of what you were talking about ben is okay you've you felt the holy spirit start to impress upon your heart to move on even if you're not sure what that means next where you're going next even if you haven't changed jobs or nothing else in your life has changed but you just know something else is coming it's time to prepare and i actually need to shift away from the community that i've been a part of even if the community is amazing even if the community has been feeding you um You know, even if there's not broken relationships, that's, that's kind of what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. I mean, we also want to give you a biblical precedent and biblical examples of of this because um, David and the mighty men were in isolation for years and years. David gets, gets, receives a prophecy from the Lord that he's going to be king. And then he's on the run hiding in caves with these miscreants for over a decade, Mm -hmm. long time. and. So all he's got is, is this promise he's holding on to and has to continually refresh himself in the Lord, reminding himself, God said this will happen yes, for me. And yeah. I got to believe it. Yeah. Um, even when there's days where it looks like he's going to be, be killed by yeah. Saul um, or by other people who just hate him. Yeah. Uh, even when the mighty men all around him are complaining, like we're sick of this, we're sick of camping out out here, we're sick of... You know, what kind of life is this for us? Right. And, you know, and hiding in caves all the time and living out there in exile. And, you know, so there, there's a – but the thing is, is that that's the season that made them who they were. Right. And there's a – it's funny because this is not preached on enough, in, right. in my opinion, is that there's a huge precedent uh, about the wilderness in the Bible all the way through, Old and New Testament. Yeah. I feels like over half of the Bible is written, probably more than half, is either written from the wilderness or to the wilderness. Yeah. Um, the Israelites through Exodus. I mean, Moses before that.
0: Yeah. Is in the years. wilderness
1: for forty years. Yeah. Then he has the burning bush moment.
0: Then his, mini- moment. then his
1: ministry starts. Yeah. Um, forty years, he's out there just tending sheep. Yeah. He's out there completely cut off yeah it's just him and his family that's it mm-hmm. uh you know the Israelites are in the wilderness for forty years um the you know David and the mighty men are in the wilderness J- Joseph's in the wilderness yeah you know Gideon's in the wilderness the, the it just goes on and on and on mm-hmm. um Jesus gets led by the Holy spirit if, as his ministry starts in the wilderness for forty days and forty nights
0: well and I think let's stop there for a second because I think with Jesus I think we'd easily tend to forget that you know, we we feel we forget that he didn't even begin his ministry till he was age thirty. So yes, we we see he's born, and there's a few notable things around that, and then he's preaching when he's twelve, and the next mention that is, he's thirty. Is, is, he's thirty. Yeah. And it's- in
1: other words, there's nothing of note. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That, that the
1: Lord wants you to know about him from the age of twelve to the age of thirty. Mm-hmm. It's he just lived a normal life. Yeah. He wasn't out there on an evangelistic crusade. In his teens,
0: Mm-mm.
1: or in his twenties. In fact, he lives all of his twenties without anything happening.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, Paul basically goes out into exile when he gets converted. Um, the disciples are in exile all over the place, trying yeah. to sh- spread the gospel. Half the time, they're alone. Yes. And all of them mar- get martyred, except for John. I mean, yeah. it's uh, uh, there's a precedent. I, I mean, not to mention during the time of the lesser prophets all of Israel's in exile. Right. They're all in the wilderness. They're scattered abroad everywhere. They have no country. They've yeah. lost it all. They're all, you know, or they're in prison. Yeah.
0: And-
1: so the half the books like Nehemiah and stuff are either written to exiles or written from exile.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's it, we pass it over because it's not fun to talk about.
0: Yeah. We pass it over because it's incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: We we hate it when we're in it. Yeah. And so we don't want to talk about it. Yeah, You know, those are the seasons where we look back and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm glad I made it through that Uh, most of the time. Yeah, oh my gosh, Um, yes. We'll tell everybody we're waiting on the Lord and we're just basically just waiting it out, Mm -hmm. waiting for the season to end. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of the time it makes me wonder if I even learn anything. Right. Because I'm really just waiting for it to be over with. Right. You know, but, uh, you know, uh, David, when he's... um, when he's in exile at one point wrote Psalm 63 and it's actually the heading for that Psalm is a Psalm of David when he's in the desert of Judah. So it makes sure it notes that he's in the wilderness. And that's when he writes, you God are my God and earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, he's writing about that both physically, like literally and metaphorically. Like I'm in a place where there is nothing going on and physically I'm in a desert. There's no water. And spiritually, I feel like there's nothing happening. I'm not being fed. I'm not being refreshed. Right. And so all I can do is refresh myself in you in this moment.
0: Right. And I think that kind of leads to the next part of the purpose of the wilderness. I think that, I, I think the, the, the wilderness in and of itself the seasons where there's nothing on the horizon um whether it's relationally or all, you know whether it's ministry or just you might say things to look forward to or whatever that looks like i've personally i'll just speak for myself but what i can see too is kind of what you were just reading from psalms about david is that it it forces you to face yourself and it forces you to face what you believe yeah. and it tests everything in your heart and mind to say you know do i truly know that i am a son or daughter of god mm-hmm. do i actually believe that and will i hold on to that truth or will i reject it and start to complain because i'll tell you it is the warfare is real in mm-hmm. this space and you have to decide and mm-hmm. sometimes it's a daily decision and it's it's the beauty of it is because when you go into that, if it's not by you us making stupid, foolish choices because I've been there too and I get, didn't get out of the wilderness, I didn't get out of the suck because mm-hmm. I chose that. But yeah. when there's moments where I know that it's God and then I start doubting him, I, I, I have to remember that he's done that because he's good and because he loves me and there's more of him that he wants me to seek mm-hmm. and find and there's more – that I get to let go of, there's, there's, there's just a deeper invitation. And I found that it, this is what it truly means to be surrendered Um, because you can't, I don't know. I think we look at people who have, for example, great exploits or who have ministries that, you know, impact thousands or hundreds of thousands, but those who are able to endure And actually can truly point people to jesus and and do that well with a pure heart is they're in this constant state of god refine me i Mm -hmm. surrender and it yeah it's like it's a requirement basically
1: (laughs) i mean you hit the nail on the head i mean deuteronomy 8 verses 2 and 3 god explains why he takes people into the wilderness he, say, he says, and you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, yeah. testing to know what's in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Right. And we we take that as, well, if I'm in a wilderness period, it must, be, it must mean because he's punishing me. Yeah. He's trying to teach me something because I'm screwed up. Yep. Or he's making me go through some hard stuff because he's trying to teach me a hard lesson. Yeah. And... What we don't take into account is the fact that Jesus was led into the wilderness before his ministry even started. Yeah. And he had no sin. Right. So if wilderness has to do with sin, it wouldn't make any sense
0: that the no. Holy Spirit
1: would lead Jesus into the wilderness. Yeah. Jesus had no sin. There wasn't anything that needed to be uh, rebuked or he needed, to, he didn't need to be disciplined for anything. Right. You know what I mean? It, this was about preparing his heart for something.
0: Yeah. Exactly, you know, and, and the, I think the
1: father takes yeah. the son. In, the father takes the son into the wilderness, the perfect son, who's never made a mistake, and prepares him for the next three years and for the cross.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that should open our eyes to what wilderness is and the way that God views it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: God views it as an opportunity to deepen relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. We want the the purpose of our of intimacy with God. Or the destination for uh, for in our journey and intimacy with God is we want to go from believing to knowing. Mm
0: -hmm. We have
1: to go from I believe He's my Savior to I know He is. Right. I believe He's my healer to I know He's the healer. Yeah. And you can't do that any other way except for wilderness experiences. No. And and because when the water is not flowing, you have to trust that He's going to sustain you anyway. You just have to know it. Yeah. That's the only way you get through it.
0: It it truly is, and also to that, to what you're saying, it's um, it's impossible to do with other people telling you. And what do I mean by that mm-hmm. is, for example, Ben and I could share this personally, is yeah. I am m- more used to, maybe is the best way to say this, is being around people constantly. Mm-hmm. I've just always kind of been that way. I'm inc- incredibly social, not that you're not. Um, but the downside to that and what God has allowed and shown me is that I need wisdom and counsel from other people who can obviously teach me and mentor me and guide me and help me and advise me. But if I look to them versus looking to the Lord mm-hmm. first, or instead of, or in just, you know, as the, okay, God, this is what you say. I think I believe you. But what do they have to say? If I can't go to the Lord, and like you said, it's it's from the, I think I believe, or I believe versus I know. Um, that's, that is the danger of that. Mm-hmm. Ne- if we can't be okay with being alone, because here's the thing, you're going to have friends and family around you who are not in your season, who, because they love you and care for you, may or may not understand, or may or may not, may may try to rush you out of it, or may try to, you know, help, you know, mm-hmm. you might, they might make you feel bad, or yeah. Whatever. There's a lot of things that can happen. Yeah. yeah. But if you know that you're supposed to be there because you're learning something or, right, it's that you have, this is this is the time for you to learn what it means to know God, to hear his voice. And I think that that's another one of those things, too, that with Jesus, again, because he was God's son, he because he came as a human being, he had to learn to live with those limitations, which means is that he had to also then in the wilderness learn to seek the father's voice and it was like the only place where distractions were completely eliminated. Mm-hmm. So how much more so, my point is, how much more so do we have to be that way? Yeah.
1: I mean, it like what you just said about, about voices all around you, you know, a lot of the time people do it in the name of looking out for you but often it's also because it makes them uncomfortable.
0: Right, they don't know what to do with it.
1: Yeah, it has to do with the fact that not only they might they might be be speaking into your life and giving you advice on navigating your way out of the wilderness because they care, but a lot of the time too it has to do with the fact that they don't know how to handle your wilderness period and they want you to be fine so they can be fine. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, and so there's a You know, they're immediately, without even consulting the Lord on your behalf, they want to give you advice. Right. And it's like, look, I have to follow the Lord in this. I'm sure there was plenty of voices that spoke into all the characters in the Bible's lives at different points, contradicting what God was doing in the moment. That had the best of intentions, but they weren't right. Right. You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, Moses is out there tending sheep for 40 years. I'm sure somebody was like, you're going to be out here forever? Right. You're going to go back around with your people or, you you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure somebody had to have asked once.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, uh, we know a lot of the time, you know, that happened with multiple people, David, you know, where people are like, they don't know the will of the Lord and they're not even asking. They're just telling you what they think you should be doing. Right. And some people have the best of intentions. Yeah but still don't know what they're talking about. <laughs>
0: yeah, and <if> not, <laughs> you know? yeah. And we're not, yeah. And we're not saying don't. my
1: journey is not your journey. Right. And you have to understand that and we're not even asking that you. We, we've actually had to say that to people recently. Yeah. We're not asking you to even understand it. We're just asking you to honor it. Yeah. You don't have to understand it. Just respect us enough to trust that we're listening to the Lord. And you're going to have to be okay with that. And even yeah. if you're not, it isn't going to change what we're doing. Right. Cause we're going to follow the Lord. Yeah. Like it's, that's just that's it period yeah
0: and that you doesn't know? mean and to our point is it doesn't mean that we don't we don't believe in wisdom and counsel from other people and and this we're not talking about my way or the highway and mm. arrogance and pride no we approach it with humility but what we found is in the this place where there's wilderness or isolation or the unknown except for good, knowing god and his promises and goodness which shine even brighter um, there's a crushing that comes from it. And I think that if, if you've been here before or you're in it now, you're, you're going to say, the last thing I want to do is actually stay in this wilderness place. Don't you think I want out of this? You know, when mm-hmm. people are saying you should get out of it, but it's that tug of war in your heart because you know, okay, yeah, that would be great. But also, I don't want to miss what God's doing in this moment. I mean,
1: here's the thing is is a lot of the time what what drives us crazy when God brings us into a season of isolation, what drives us crazy is we feel like we're missing what's going on in the body of Christ out there. Totally. Like they're all doing something and I'm missing out. And what we forget is not just biblically, but historically, a lot of the people that had real depth of intimacy and had an understanding of God that no one else has grasped have been people that lived in isolation with him for years yeah people that live monastic lives john the baptist was labeled the greatest in the kingdom of heaven and the old testament prophets according to jesus and he lived out in the wilderness all his life yeah there's something to be said about about isolation and about dependence on the lord it's just you and him for extended periods of time
0: yeah
1: Yeah. and that there's a great depth of intimacy that comes from that and we see it, but none of us want to do it. Right. And when God just takes us into a few months of isolation, we flip out. Yeah. Like oh, it's man. like tell me about it. Yeah. I
0: get it. Speaking from experience, mm-hmm. I mean, we've both been there in different ways. Oh yeah. And, and God ha- helped me, you've had to walk me through it in different ways and vice yeah. versa, yeah. right?
1: And I mean I've had to go through I had to go through a long season of that, yeah. of isolation, years. Yeah. Where it's just me and the Lord and, and man, it was rough in the beginning. Yeah but the longer it goes the more you start to to just learn how to walk you and him
0: yeah but also too what i found and kind of to the next part is there's so much goodness that can come out of this mm-hmm. and it what i found personally is that when i've sought when i've been in these places and when i couldn't you know maybe that i couldn't figure out you know i couldn't make things work Every door was shut for a job, every door Mm. was shut for community or friendships or whatever that was. And I tried in my own strength, striving usually because I'm an overachiever and high performer. So I tend to do too much and then get mad when God doesn't meet me there because I feel like He should.
1: Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, seriously, but we all do it.
0: But I um, have found that what He shows me and what He reveals about His heart towards me after those moments and i meet somebody else who's in that season there's this level of compassion and understanding that i now carry and possess because of what he's done for me Mm that i can't help wanting to love on that person in Mm -hmm. front of me or encourage them and i realize he does he there's so it's one of the many tiny reasons probably that he does that because it 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 it's becomes contagious. It mm-hmm. allows you to love others through it too. And it's, it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, there's unbelievable lessons that come out of that isolation period with the Lord. I mean, he's, you, you know, he, this, is where, this is the place where He loves us best yeah. and we, where we can learn to love Him best yeah. if, if, we, we if we choose that. I mean, it, that's where lessons like of trust and surrender and reliance on Him yeah. all come from. When, you're, when, when everything's just going loud and proud and there's people all around you easy all the time, peasy. and it's, it's easy peasy, and you're surrounded by all these people who believe the same as you, and it makes it easy to walk out your faith, you don't learn those deeper lessons no. as, as much. It's, it, there's not a challenge to your faith when everybody is agreeing with you
0: yeah when, you, yeah. when you're
1: out there alone or, that's when the depth of, that's when the depth of faith is is rooted up, yeah and it's, and really you know that's a lot of the times is where you see people's hearts displayed is when they're in the wilderness. This is where you see who you really are. Yeah. The real person inside comes out when, yeah. when pressure is applied. Yeah. And when, when God brings you into these wilderness seasons, a lot of the time you'll meet, you'll run into people that God has got in a wilderness season of some form or fashion and they're pouting and they're moping and they're sad and they're depressed. And they're like, well, God's just got me in this season right now. And I, and it's like, that's who you are. That's who yeah. you really are. Yeah. When you can walk through those things and be joyful, I'm in an adventure with the Lord right now. I don't know where He's taking me. Yeah, and you're thrilled about it.
0: Yeah,
1: that's when you know that you've taken leaps and strides in your growth. Yeah, and in relationship with Him. It's it's uh, when you can find joy before the end result. Yeah, as opposed to I'll find joy when it's over
0: or when I get the thing. When that... I get
1: this, then yeah. I'll be joyful.
0: Yeah, I that
1: you know it's, it's a that's a whole different thing, and and. Um, I think it's something that we need to to really point out with this is or ask a question we really need to ask is, what if the wilderness has nothing to do with punishment? Yeah. What if the wilderness has nothing to do with even a negative thing? Yeah. What if the wilderness is where God takes the people he loves best? Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what if it's the, the, that's the place where when he loves you the most, yeah. I'm going to take you here Yeah. because this is where I really want you to learn about me in these moments you wouldn't learn anywhere else. Yeah. And what if the wilderness is something we run to mm-hmm. and not something we run from? Yeah. Because what we fail to real notice a lot is that all the dozens and dozens of, of personalities in the Bible, Old and New Testament, that went through wilderness periods, Jesus is the only one who would continuously go back to it.
0: Mm-hmm. In he three years it. of
1: ministry, every time he had a chance, he'd go off in the wilderness to be alone with the, with the Father. No one else did that.
0: Yeah. And I mean, Nobody else. mad at him. Because yeah. They, people
1: got mad at him. What are you doing?
0: Where are you going? We've got
1: ministry to do. Yeah. And we still do that. We've got ministry to do. What are you doing out there? Yeah. You're missing out. Yeah. No, I'm right where I'm supposed to be.
0: Yeah.
1: This I is think- right where the Father wants me to be. and And so we say that as an encouragement to you listening.
0: Yeah.
1: What if... That's right where the Father wants you to be. If you're in a wilderness period right now and you know you are, learn to love it.
0: Yeah.
1: Ask the Holy Spirit to change the way you view it.
0: Yeah, because think about it this way, and this is what the conviction that I have to probably quite literally remind myself of, Holy Spirit has to help me daily, hourly maybe even, is that I heard this from someone that I really look up to that's like a father in the faith who basically said, you know, the season will end this, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the unknown, the wilderness season will end, but the level of breakthrough that you're able to carry solely depends on your, how you, if you're like your attitude and if you're willing to embrace it or not, because, mm-hmm. you know, things will come to an end. And so that for me is that reminder of, wow, I can't testify of God's goodness and I can't bring hope to people and, and, walk in the supernatural, et cetera. If I have a bad attitude and reject what I'm supposed to learn the whole time, I can mm-hmm. say, oh yeah, I've been there. I've done that. But you can't really help another person get mm-hmm. through that. And man, how that to me is, is like, oh man, God. Okay. I get it. I get it. I mean,
1: you, I you it. know, when, uh, I mean, uh, just to go with what you're saying, you know, when, a wilderness season has deeply impacted your life. When the wilderness season is over, and there's parts of you that are relieved that it is, but then there's parts of you that miss it.
0: Yeah, because your heart.
1: Because you learn, or something, or you develop some kind of connection with God that you didn't have before, and you, and you haven't had since. Yeah. It brings out some kind of um, elements there that you're like, man, I missed that. Yeah. And and I mean, I know. If, Personally, I, I can vouch for that. Yeah, where I too. was in a long, multiple-year season of isolation with the Lord, and looking back at it now, I'm glad it's over. And then there's parts of it too that's like, I'll, I don't know if I'll ever have that again. Yeah. In okay. terms of the the dynamic between He and I and that season, where it was just us with very little distraction mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, very few voices screaming loudly on how I should walk with Him. Yeah. And. and and there's a, you know, there's a real longing there. That's when you know that, that's when you know that it meant something.
0: And that it's real.
1: That it wasn't just a hard time for a little while. Then no. you had to get through it. Now everything's good. Now we're, yeah. we're doing this and we're connected to this and we're plugged into this. And it's like, yeah, but there, you know, is the intimacy with the Lord the same? Or did you lose that now in the, in the name of busyness? Yeah, and doing. And doing yeah. and being social. You're surrounded by friends, but now your friendship with the Lord suffered because you don't spend as much time with them. Yeah. Like it's. There's a, there's always a, it's a balancing act in that way. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was the only one that knew how to do it perfectly. Yeah. You know, truly. where he'd run back to the wilderness every chance he had to be intimate with the father and would love being around people just as much. You know, it, it, it the only person. that carried and off.
0: showed the father's heart because he had it mm-hmm. so close to him that there was like this burning need to share that with others. And I don't think that that's possible unless you're, truly consistently intimate with the Lord. I know I don't have the urgency and desire for other people to encounter Jesus if I'm honest. If I'm not connected to that lifeline, if I'm not asking him, how do you see these people? Who's on your heart today? What's on your heart today? Mm-hmm. Break my heart for what breaks yours. If I'm not doing that and I'm just doing what I'm programmed to do, then it's it's never going to have the same impact.
1: So. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, Well, we hope I mean, we hope that this encourages you. Yeah. Having said all that, we know we threw a lot at your way, but um, let this encourage you. Let this be a time. If you're in a wilderness season right now or you have a loved one that is um, or your whole family is, you know, we know a lot of people right now that their whole families are, and they have been for a few years. Mm-hmm. And you know, be encouraged. You might be exactly where God wants you to be, and the point of the whole thing is just to seek his face and see him in ways that no other season in your life would allow you to see him. Mm -hmm. Um, The Lord doesn't view wilderness as a negative. He views it as a positive. Isaiah 35 um, reveals the Father's heart about the wilderness. He said, the desert and the parked land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it'll burst into bloom. It'll rejoice greatly and shout for joy. The glory of Lebanon will be given to it. The splendor of Carmel and Sharon. Mm. They'll see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Mm. In the wilderness, all the awesome stuff's happening, according to that verse. Yeah. So that's how the Father sees it. It's like, I'm going to lead you out here to the wild, because that's where my heart is unbridled out here, without distraction. And you'll see me in a a depth that you never would have dreamed of if you let me show you. you. Allow your heart to be glad in that journey, as opposed to blocking what I'm trying to do with frustration or depression or um, discomfort. I don't want to be here, yeah. and so you're missing it all. Yeah. And so we just want to encourage you in that. Read into, read into those scriptures yourself. That was Isaiah 35.
0: And we'll put them in.
1: Yeah, we'll put them. We'll put them in the in this uh, podcast. But also check out the reflection questions because again, they're designed to um, provoke thought. Yeah, and and deepen relationship with the Lord. Go to the go over the questions with the Holy Spirit. Ask yeah. those questions to yourself, and then ask Him what He has to say about it. Yeah, and and let those things um, dig in deep.
0: Yeah, and those will be in Substack. And this is just kind of funny, but one thing I wanted to pop on or hop add to this before we go is if you're a musical music person, we both are, and I just feel like this is something that I might. We'd love to get feedback from you but i'm just going to make a couple song recommendations too because i Mm. feel like in this topic you know if you're a music person you can encounter the lord there then we want to give you that opportunity um so there's two songs that come to mind and i'll put them in the the notes but there's a song called the answer by shane and shane Mm. and then there's another one called it's father's the father's song by upper room and you can find those on most channels but i know they're on youtube and spotify And they are, they've been lifelines for me in seasons of isolation, wilderness, grief, sadness, uh, trying to understand things. And Mm -hmm. so anyways, wanted to give you guys those as, as additions. So we hope you enjoyed this. And we, again, we would love to connect with you. And we're so happy to have you. So God bless. See you later. See you next week. Okay. Bye.